Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our mother's giant collection. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And which DVD did we pick last week to watch this week? Mystic River. Yes. And it was a movie that neither of us have seen before. Neither of us have really heard of? No. No. And... This movie was a Rogers video rental. It uh, is unfortunately full screen. So I just put it in the DVD player to find out if there was any trailers. There are no trailers. This is the fourth movie in a row, I believe, where there has been no trailers on the DVD. This came out October 15th, 2003. This is our fourth movie in a row that is early 2000s and companies are still not oh sorry foul play was not in the 2000s but the dvd but the dvd didn't have but but it got released in the early thousands yeah okay that's where my like brain was thinking but again like this is the fourth movie that has not capitalized on trailers and it's kind of disappointing i am wanting trailers Part of me is like selling me like, what is this time period? Like this timestamp is all about. Like, that's why I like trailers. You you don't mind trailers, right? No, but I never watch the DVDs. No, I know that. But like, do you like trailers at a movie theater? Not really. Yes. I just don't like the ads. I don't like the ads either. Back when like they first were doing that with like Coca-Cola and I remember how loud it was. It was like that pop off cap and it was just like the swishing I hated that and the glugging. I hated it. Made me hate Coca Cola more. You never liked it in the first place? Well, we never drank it. No. So there, there's that. Why do we own this DVD? Well, it's Clint Eastwood. Dad is a Clint Eastwood fan from memory's sake. And it's Rogers. So therefore, I'm guessing mom bought it for him. I don't know. It sounds like they both have seen it or mom has seen it. I don't know if dad's seen it, but mom has seen it. She mm. she did like remember not parts of it, but she could name actors in it. So I say that as a pretty big, like not win, but at least identifying what the hell is going on. This was not the movie that I thought we were going to be watching. I was actually like excited to watch it with the byline. And then as things kept going further, this is going to be quite controversial. The disappointment started to grow. At the end, when we do our scores, you're going to find out how high it is rated on IMDb compared to my low score that I unfortunately have had to give it. But I will defend that score with everything that I'm going to talk about. I don't know what your feelings on it were, but... I was actually really surprised to see how high this movie has scored on IMDb. I don't have a lot of facts about this film, unfortunately. Uh, The biggest one that I pulled out was it was filmed in 39 days. Originally, it was supposed to be filmed in Toronto, but Clint Eastwood basically told the studio that it has to happen in Boston because the film takes place in Boston, so it has to be filmed in Boston. The studios wanted it filmed in Toronto to save money because notoriously uh, any filming studio that goes to Canada, apparently it's cheaper to film. I don't know if that is actually the same case these days. I know a lot is still filmed up in Canada because like there's a lot of film studios, but I actually don't know if they get like tax breaks like they used to. Or dollar conversion. 
Yeah, I guess dollar conversion, but like things are still expensive, like food wise, rent wise. But it might be a little bit cheaper. I'm not entirely sure. And then this movie was nominated for six Oscars. It had two wins. So Sean Penn won for lead actor, who he plays Jimmy, and Tim Robbins for supporting actor, who was Dave. The other nominations for um, Oscars was Best Picture, Actress, um, Supporting Actress, The Best Director, and Adapted Screenplay. So this was, this story takes place after a novel that was released in 2001. And so the writer of the novel came on board for the movie and was able to adapt it into a screenplay and they worked together on that. I'm not familiar with Boston. Ironically, I have been to Boston, but the only reason why I picked up on the fact that they were in Boston was because I had to look up some sort of fact and was like, oh, they're in Boston. Got it. I kept thinking their accents were from New Jersey. And I was like, okay, they went to the car. I don't know if you caught that every single time, every single person, when they mentioned a car, they, they, said it the same way as each other as though like they're like really picking on the fact that like we're from Boston. And so like our Bostonian accent has to be perfect for the car. Did you pick up on that? No, you didn't pick up on any of the accents. Did you pick up on any of the accents or not really? No, no. Interesting. What city did you think it was taking place in? Somewhere on the East coast of the United States. Yeah. I, yeah, again, like I, on my first note, it says 1975 Boston, but like that is because I then was like, looked at Wikipedia to really nail down some facts that I either like zoned out on. This movie is two hours and 18 minutes long. There's a lot that happens in the movie. There is a lot that I'm not going to mention because there's just so much that happens in this film if you want to find out like what actually happens just go watch it do you think this film needed to be two hours and 18 minutes long i think the only reason is i would say you'd cut out the middle but then you lose the misdirection if you cut out the middle yeah but like there's misdirection that happens in 40 minute episodes of like castle bones um the mentalist a csi but how convinced were you that he did it not convinced at all okay and i think that's like where my ratings differentiate with what other people were saying and a lot of people were talking about the fact that like dave's story is like the most important story of this and like dave's story is like very critical important but as a mystery lover i'm just trying to i'm there just figuring out like who did it so there's that uh okay so let's go through the movie i have a very very condensed form of this again this film was jam-packed with a lot of misdirection i'm not going to go into detail about it i'm just basically going to say like the premise of it the important key things and say la vie so it's 1975 in boston three friends three boy friends guy friends uh they are playing hockey on the street jimmy sean and dave are the names of the men the boys get tricked by fake police officers and the fake police officers end up kidnapping dave for four days before he ends up escaping 
25 years later have passed. Jimmy is an ex-convict who owns a convenience store, and he is the father to Katie. Sean is a detective, and Dave is a blue-collar worker haunted by his past, though Dave is the one who got abducted. The three men aren't close anymore, but Jimmy and Dave are related by marriage. Not that they're married together, but like their wives, I think, are cousins of each other. So they see each other in passing. They're five minutes away from each other. But like when you first meet the three boys in the film, you can tell that they like really grew up together. They are friends, but that as time has gone on, like that's obviously faded. So Jimmy's daughter, Katie, plans on running away with Brendan Harris, who's from a family Jimmy despises. That night, Dave sees Katie at the bar. Dave comes home bloodied, telling his wife he fought off a mugger, and Katie is then found shot and killed the next day. It's not as simple as that. There are a lot of details. Again, I'm just kind of glossing over. There, there is a lot to this movie. I can't keep reiterating that. There is just a lot going on. So the entire time the film is trying to make you think that Dave is the killer because he's being a little bit fuzzy with his details on that night. And then he seemingly also convinces himself of like, maybe I possibly did do it. But then he's like, no, I didn't do it. He was also waiting for an article to come out with the mugger that he attacked that possibly he had died. And the wife then is also thinking that he possibly did kill Katie. In the end, Jimmy decides to take things into his own hands, believing that Dave was actually the one that killed Katie. He ends up killing Dave that night and disposes Jim, Jim, (laughs) disposes him in the mystic, uh, uh, Dave in the mystic, which is the river, aptly titled. Uh, The next day, Sean finds Jimmy and tells him that they caught Katie's killer. It ended up being Brendan's brother, the boy that she was going to run away to Vegas with and get married, who Jimmy didn't like. And his friend played a prank and accidentally scared her, then chased her down to kill her. It's not as simplistic again as that. They literally didn't be like, haha, we now need to kill you. But it was like a prank gone wrong. Shots were fired. She was scared. So then they ended up having to like clean up the situation. Now, reading reviews is a bit tough because I'm in the mindset of this is a murder mystery film and I need to figure out the ending. But it seems as though critics really loved the haunting of Dave's past. While I agree with that, and I think Dave's past needs to be recognized and there is a lot of familiar trauma that is surrounded by that entire neighborhood because it's It's not just him who was traumatized. It was literally everyone else in that neighborhood that ended up being traumatized. Not to mention, he wasn't the only kid that got abducted. There was actually other reports that kids were being abducted around the city. But I think because I love a good murder mystery, I wasn't leaning into that aspect as much. And part of me like really struggles with like, well, was Dave's character really fleshed out enough? But maybe I wasn't picking up on the details that other people were picking up. Like I, I have a hard time with that. I don't know how you necessarily saw. You didn't think Dave's character was fleshed out enough? 
Why? I think he was. But I think they just kept trying to misdirect, like use him as the misdirection. So rather than diving into the issues that were haunting him, knowing that things were haunting him, yes. I struggled with that because he again was using being used as the misdirect. And I think the frustrating part about all of this is the way that the film had ended with us finding out that Dave actually did end up killing someone, but he ended up saving a boy from being molested from a guy in a vehicle. And it wasn't a mugger. It was, it was a child molester. I think it's hard because I then am like, well, he's the hero of the story because he's ultimately the one who saved someone else's future to not be haunted by the things that are haunting him. But we don't get to see that side of him, unfortunately, because he's so torn Mm -hmm. and hurt. And I think like the other incredible issue with all of this is that happens in 1975, obviously mental health services like are not a thing or if they are a thing it's definitely not for the neighborhood that they grew up in it's not that it's it's a working class neighborhood it's not like that they're poor they definitely all have houses in and it's it's not a poor neighborhood by any means but i then think about the fact that he's raising a family and he's so haunted by this and like being the protector but I don't know. I feel for Dave. Like, I, I really do feel for Dave. And I, like, it was really upsetting, like, seeing him the one pay for Katie's death, even yes. though he had nothing to do with Katie's death. Yes. I just really struggled with there being a lot in this movie and yet so little at the same time because there were a lot of characters. There are a lot of people. And they're all there to sort of misdirect you. I got so confused during the, when they're in the, when, um, Sean and his partner, like the man who's from from the Matrix. Oh, (laughs) yes. Sorry, I Not thought that you were, part, yeah, Sean, no, I thought no. you were talking about Sean uh, no, his, Penn. His, uh, yeah, detective. Kevin Bacon, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and Clarence Fishburne, yes. Yeah. I don't know his name. But the detective, two of them yeah. are putting the pieces together of again, I don't I like there's so the problem was there were so many names, and when they were putting the pieces together, the name that I'm thinking of, we never met this person. Um, it's the the father of the boys. Yes, Harris. is uh, Harris is the last name. Harris is the last name, but we never see this Harris. person. Yeah. So I was very confused when they were putting the pieces to- together of what the hell was going on. This would have been a very confusing movie to not watch it without subtitles. Yeah, it was hard enough <laughs> with Jimmy, Sean, and Dave. I like, And Katie made sense. Katie, I was like... we've got one woman who I can I like everyone else is like wives I like left it there and I wanted I wanted 
Jimmy and Sean to be the other way around for some reason. Oh, okay. Like they didn't fit. <laughs> and I wanted their names to be swapped. Um, but yeah, so the the point where yeah, they're like putting all the pieces together. Yeah, it just and then when we finally get because then after they're discussing Mr. Harris or the the father. Yeah. Then it jumps to them reviewing the the call the nine one one call in. Yes. And then I was like, that's when I was like, oh, it took me to there, to figure. And I was like, well, who are the two young boys that are in this film? Even though they kind of sound like young women. Oh no! I thought it was young you. Boys. You you heard boys' voice. Yeah. I heard a girl's voice, which is like prepubescent. So like you can't really put a gender on yeah. these voices. Like that's the way I had heard it. It is interesting because so Brendan Harris had a deaf brother, and the deaf brother had a friend. No, he had a mute. Oh, he brother. was mute because they could talk and he could understand. Oh, I thought he was deaf, but he was signing. I was very confused because they they weren't always signing in his presence. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so he's one of two or both. Yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, you're right because like he wouldn't be there was, facing him, but then he would be signing, but like it would be his back. So like, but why would there that? Was, yeah, there was, but there's multiple times he was also talking, and no one was signing to him. Fair point. It was very confused that. Made no sense. And there's light again. <laughs> it's one of those lamps. <laughs> Feels brighter too. <laughs> uh, so in any case, his brother's friend that tags along, you never hear him speak, which I guess is supposed to be like not a giveaway of the fact that you can't. Not that you're going to remember this uh, 911 call from an Voice, hour yeah. ago. Like the, yeah. the, to me, that's just not really possible. But yeah, Kevin Bacon basically picks up on the fact that like, oh, they want her name. So it was like they know the suspect and then whatnot. I was excited to see Emmy Rossum in this film. And then I was like, you're going to die, aren't you? And she dies. Why did you think that? Uh, The way that she was, the way that she set up her character to talk to dad and I'm like, oh, like stay away from this. Like there was just too much leading up to the fact that I was like, you're on your way to see death. I really knew nothing about this movie. I didn't either. I knew like there was a death, but I didn't know who. Didn't and- even know there was a death. Oh, okay. Nothing. Well, I had read the synopsis. The synopsis. That's a great word that I should use. I don't know if that's right. But. Yeah, it is. Abstract. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it, the byline abstract synopsis was three old friends um, come back together for a coinciding event. And I was like, okay, she's the event. Like, that's that's very clear to me. There were other things about this film where there was details in it that were not affiliated with the murder where I was like, who cares? Like, what does this benefit? It doesn't even benefit the character, in my opinion. And so most specifically, Sean calling his wife 
that to me made no sense every time because he kept like picking up and in like she wouldn't speak. She basically ran away from him and he gets a happy ending in the end. But I was just like, this isn't really driving any character about him, doesn't drive any story. Like he just like it's a cool thing to know, but not necessary to the story, nor is it adding to any misdirection. If it was adding a piece to the misdirection, then of course that has that place in the story, but it didn't. The only thing about it, it was really sad in the end to see like the, all the, of the three boys, like all the couples together. And then there's just Dave's kid and wife. Yes. And, that was the only thing I was like, well, this is... Yeah, what do you think about the ending? Like, do you think that it should have ended on that parade or it should have ended after Kevin Bacon told Sean Penn what had actually happened? Does it end on the parade? It ends on the parade. Oh. I think that's weird. What was the wife's name? Celeste? I think so. That sounds familiar. I don't know. I just made me feel uncomfortable for the wife and for the young boy. And then Sean's getting this happy ending. Yeah, it was. It felt very Hollywood of, OK, we, we had this big like tragic event, but like we also need to like show some happiness with like with this film. It's like, no, like this film was so dark and depressing. Not that there's, again, anything wrong with that. But don't fake being happy at the end for the sake of like making other people happy at the very end of the film. Like this film is very heavy. Don't be let the lasting memory of this film being like, and they partially all lived happily ever after. I think what really frustrated me too was the fact that Jimmy basically gets away with killing Dave. Like that was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it's not an eye for an eye, bud. Like, you killed someone who was so innocent in this process of your daughter dying and you somehow are just like, still get to work my convenience store. It made me very uncomfortable. And I was like, so like, is your friend protecting you? I don't understand. Because Kevin Bacon knew he was the one who did it. Yeah. I think the wife knows. Celeste is what I'm going to call her. Of Dave, uh, married to Dave, yeah, like Dave's wife. Yeah. I have a feeling that she could easily be manipulated or convinced that Jimmy did not do it just because she then started to believe that Jimmy was the killer of Katie. I think she can be manipulated. Okay. I think that's really... That's Sorry, just... Just like she started to believe Dave was the killer of Katie? Yes, that's correct. Just with all like the misdirection that was happening in her life that she then started to believe into the fact that Dave was the killer. Yeah. Which I think was really upsetting that Dave didn't feel like coming forth with the actual story to his wife as to like what had happened. Which if he did, the story would not exist because... There would be two separate murders. And so like there wouldn't be overlapping. But this is where I'm trying to figure out the character motivations behind Dave. And I definitely understand 
Dave is not coming forth with what actually happened because he's carrying a lot of shame. I understand that. Shame makes you do a lot of things that you, like, it changes your character. But I think what's really upsetting, and it could be like the way that he doesn't see it is like, he then becomes the hero of this because like, he's the one who saved some other poor kid from ending up in the same, like from not ending up in the same situation that he is. And like, I understand because Dave's carried this around for 25 years. So he's carried a lot of shame for 25 years. And so he just basically wants to keep it as a simple story. But because it basically got out of hand, he seems to think this like simple story is just going to go away. But it's a complicated story with him saving a kid from a sexual assault. But then Katie's death. Yeah. Happening. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't try to come clean about what actually happened. He does come clean to Sean, Paul, Dave, Lenny, Jimmy. <laughs> Sean Paul. Lenny. The artist? <laughs> no, that's Sean DePaul. <laughs> uh, he does come clean to Jimmy, but that's at the end of the film. It's too late. And so it's quite interesting thinking about all the misdirection that's happening as the audience you're like okay like well like what honestly happened to him then because like that's what i was thinking the entire time it was like you're not the killer to katie i was gonna say jamie to katie but what actually ended up happening and as soon as he says all of them like buddy like why don't you leave like lead with the truth like the truth will set you free like yeah why now why are you all of a sudden coming clean with this of course jimmy has absolutely no reason to believe you because you've been holding on to this for so long and had you literally cleaned up uh, came clean with like yeah there was an assault that happened i you know caught something that shouldn't have been happening i want to save this kid from going down the path that I went down. And I think this is like where I'm having such a disconnect with this movie and this story. It's because it's not a perfect story. It's not, it's a tough one. And this is where, yeah, I struggle. It's like you're making up hurdles to make a story. Whereas I'm like, I don't really believe these character motivations are fleshed out enough to align with the characters. I think Jimmy's very fleshed out. That guy, he knows what he's after, is not taking shit from anyone. He is your blue-collar bully in the Boston neighborhood. I think Sean is also a fleshed-out cop who has some weird hang-ups on his wife that doesn't speak to him that left him. But again, like... We have no idea what's going on there. Exactly. Literally no idea. (laughs) Like, that just got added for added sake. But Dave is the one I didn't think was fleshed out enough, even though he's like one of the main characters. Do you think that maybe he experienced trauma early on in his life that he doesn't know who he is either? Absolutely. I really think that after that had happened, he was 
felt very isolated. Therefore, he had no one to go to or had like any support or community. Because I got the sense, I don't remember if it was explicitly stated that the group kind of fell apart or they no longer were friends or like what had like made them drift apart. I don't remember either. But then it makes me like wonder how, like, I don't know how to politely say this, but like, how has he come so far to get a wife and have a kid and still be like functioning? But like, maybe it's like personality disorder where you're dissociating. So you're like picking and choosing Mm -hmm. like who you want to be. But like, as a kid, he wasn't able to cope with what was happening. So he grew into a different personality. And so like when that part, like who he became that night was the little boy who he needed to be on the night that he was getting when he got abducted. Yeah. So, yeah, it just could be like disassociation. Mm-hmm. Didn't actually think about that. So, yeah, maybe the character is fleshed out enough. And I'm just really overthinking all of it. I'm trying to think of like when I figured out the murder. And I meant because I wasn't I'm I'm trying not to take notes as the movie's happening. I try to do it now after the fact so I can like do memory recall of like, well, what are the key points to this film? Like what's important? I do remember it being like, oh, I should write down like I figured out like who it is. Like I know who it is. But I didn't because I was like, oh, I'll remember. But now I'm not remembering because I then re- just then got told the answer. I was like, ha I'm right. At the end. I do want to say it was early on-ish, though. Like, not super early on. I'm not talking. Because, like, the murder doesn't get revealed until about 30 minutes into the film. There is a lot of lead up up, t- up until the point because, like, they still have to find the body. <laughs> they still have to basically set up all of the characters in the film. Yeah, and then you've got the police officers who do like this. They go back to an old case to find out like the connections. And then, of course, they're just like, oh, well, it's connected to Jimmy somehow. And then it's connected to the Harris. And you're just like, okay, like, well, Jimmy wasn't the killer. But like, who's in Jimmy's life that possibly could have been a killer? Did you ever think that it was targeted? No, because most murders. Oh, Yes. I'm sorry. You're the way that you I don't know why I targeted as in like random. That's like where my no, brain like, went. Do you think yes. you thought that it was intentional? Correct. Like her death or her murder. Yes. Okay. I actually, yeah. So the way that it got explained and just saying it was a prank was like the most upsetting part because it was like, no, they could have done so much more with this. It could have been targeted, such as her. She could have been nasty to Brendan's brother, let's say. And so he decided to lash out with the um, other friend. I We don't know his name. We weren't given his name. Who, I don't think. I think we were at the very, 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 very beginning when they first so. walked into the supermarket <laughs> or the corner store together. But yeah. So the way I thought it was all going to play out is the. Oh, curious, because he shows up to the supermarket to look for her and the boys already know she's dead. Yes. When they're in there. Yeah. And he's looking for her. Yeah. Brendan. So I'm going to call Brendan, Bill and Bob. So we've got Bill and Bob. They are the killers. Okay. That's not their names, but we're just going with Bill and Bob. So the way I had seen it was Katie was mean to Bob for some reason. To Bill. Bill is the brother. And 
he decided to have he was had enough because Brendan and Katie were supposed to run away, run away to together to Vegas. And so he was mad that Katie was taking uh Brendan? Brendan away from him and decided to kill her in order to keep her there because their mother and their family situation was really, really bad. And so he wanted him there as the protector. That's the way I actually saw it. Okay, so that's the conclusion you came to when you realized or you figured out who the killer yes. was. Yes. And then you find out. It was a fucking prank. The motive. Do you see like where my disappointment then kind of mm-hmm. led from? Because it was like... Yes, I've concocted this clean and neat and tidy little uh, proposal of a murder mystery. Not to mention it aligns with the fact that like Harris, the father and Jimmy had a lot of beef. Yeah, but apparently Harris visited him every day in prison. Yeah, something like that in prison. And Jimmy's the one who sends the the. So then it was like fake beef. Yeah, I'm very confused by that. I was too. Because Brendan's convinced that his dad is still alive. Correct. Because he receives $500 every month. Every month. But it's not his dad that's sending it. It's Jimmy who's sending it. And the pure irony at the beginning of the story that uh, he then tells Katie, stay away from Brendan. This is why I was so confused when Sean was putting it all together. And they were just saying names that I was trying to keep up with. <laughs> okay, but who's in... What, huh? It was a lot. Um, I feel like they used it was an accident motive to keep those two boys young and innocent. Mm. Interesting. It's kind of how I felt about it. Okay. To be like, it was just an unfortunate chain of events that led to the murder of Dave, really. Yeah. I will say all of the clues and everything leading up to it, like the the mystery that was presented to Sean was really beautiful because they visit the old lady and she's just like, yeah, like I heard a hi, like it was a cra- like a stopping of a car. She says hi, and then a shot happens. And I was like, ooh, that's like a really beautiful detail, as like denoting like she knew who their her attacker was. Again, leading to Dave because like Dave had seen her at the bar that night. So of course, like that's where you're thinking. But I wasn't necessarily thinking that. I was like, okay, like. Who does she know? I was like, well, according to the story, she fucking knows everyone. <laughs> and like, there's like no person in this story that she doesn't know at this point. Mm-hmm. And the other detail, of course, was the the 911 call, which I thought was a really nice detail to, and touch. And then the shot in the other convenience store that happened, like a robbery. And then again, leading back to the Harris. And then I was thinking, okay, like... At first, it was like, was it Brendan? Like, did he just, like, snap? I was like, no. He was, like, really in love with her. Like, you wouldn't hide in someone's car who you were excited to see if you wanted to kill them. Well, I guess you could. (laughs) But I didn't see that from Brendan. Just because, like, he looked just... The way that this actor portrayed him... Oh, my goodness. ...was so genuine. Oh, my goodness. He did such a good job. That actor did an incredible job when he finds out about Katie's murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa, I could feel that emotion. 
But even was, like when he showed up, like concerned about her, he yeah. was like, oh, like doesn't Katie normally work Sundays? Yeah. And then the dad's like, oh, like why? And that line is so subtle because like then it comes up later on because like Jimmy's like, oh, like Brendan was inquiring about her. But it was like, that's actually a concerned person. It's not actually meant to be a leading detail. No. Do you think if it wasn't Dave that got abducted at the beginning, that the other two boys would have handled it differently? Obviously, everything would change. This entire story wouldn't exist, but I'm I'm just saying. Do you think if it was Jimmy or Sean that were abducted and escaped like Dave had, do you think they would have been able to cope with the trauma differently? Okay, interesting question, because originally... I couldn't figure out who belonged to who, kid-wise, and I thought Kevin Bacon was the one that got abducted, and I was like, oh, he turned his trauma into being a police officer. And then I was like, oh, that wasn't the guy that got abducted. Okay, I'm quite wrong on this. <laughs> so originally, that's where like I thought it was like, okay, he's turning, he like, this happened to him. He's decided, I want to be good for the community and the neighborhood. It's really hard to say. I think the one that would have struggled the most, in my opinion, is Jimmy after Dave. Like, I think Jimmy actually would have had a very trauma filled life. I think he I think this story wouldn't exist and obviously be very different, but I think he would have spent life in prison. He already did. No, sorry. (laughs) He did two years. Yeah. I think, yeah, he would have been sentenced for a much longer, especially considering he seemed to have no problem with killing a friend or so-called brother-in-law. That's the scary part. Like, no he, trauma he, happened to him, but he seems to be totally okay doing that. Sorry, the his, trauma of his daughter dying. Yes, yes, yes that was really what I think caused the uh, murder what, of What Dave. broke the camel's back, but like... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if the abduction happened to him, I think he would have been scarier to society. Okay. Hard to say about Sean's character. Think about Sean and him dealing with his wife. Yeah. I don't know. Is he logical or is that because he's a police officer and that's the way that they've, like, drawn up the character? I don't, like, I, I would love... For it to be Sean deciding, I do want to take my experience and take it to the community and like and protect. Become, yeah, okay. yeah, like if that's the direction. As- aside from Dave, obviously being traumatized from the experience, what do you think Jimmy and and Sean have? How has that impacted them? How do you think that impacted them? Watching their friend get kidnapped in front of them and not realizing until. After the fact that they just let their friend get kidnapped in front of them. How do you think that has now, because we do see what they are like. How do you think that has impacted them? They really protect their own. Okay. That's the way I'm seeing it. Jimmy is very protective of literally everything in all of his property. And I'm talking like he has hench, like he's part of like a gang henchman group. I don't know what to call them, like posse. Um, And then you have... 
Yeah. Like Sean, I would say has the more caring side because the way that he talks to his wife who doesn't speak back to him is all about like, like I can hear you breathing. I know you're there. I know it's you like talk to me. Like, can you like, can you talk to me? It's very wanting to know and understand her side of things and like perspective, like he's there for her. And so I also feel as though I saw that with the police team and everyone else around him like he understands like okay like the community comes first like this is going to hurt the community especially like when he shows up to the crime scene and he recognizes the car and he's like this is gonna destroy jimmy like he knows this already right in some ways i think the abduction or i would have thought that the abduction would have brought the three of them closer together in other ways i think it pushed them apart but we don't see why. Do you, now that Dave is out of the picture, do you think Jimmy and Sean, or no, or after everything that's happened, after the abduction, after the killing, after the other killing, do you think beyond the end of this movie that Jimmy and Sean will remain closer than they had before? No, I really don't see that. I don't see I don't see it as like a war bonding experience. Do you? Like do you first would you see them getting together on Sunday dinners together and like cordial if they see each other across the street. Absolutely. But I don't think they're going for beers weekly. Okay. Uh, no, just cuz honestly Jimmy doesn't seem the type. Um I feel like Sean's going to distance himself more knowing just making it easier on him knowing what Jimmy has done. Cause yeah. I don't think uh, Sean's going to do anything about it. No, which again is really disappointing because as a man of law, you killed someone who truly was innocent in this situation I get that like Dave is not innocent to the fact that he's killed someone else, but ethically, like it's hard. It's like one of those ethic questions of like, but then if Dave wasn't killed ethically, yes, he should also be punished. Should be punished with death, but no, I think he probably would have ended up in, in prison. Yeah. Honestly, I think, the hardest parts of this movie were the words that Dave said before he died. Do you remember what he said? No, I don't remember. Something along the lines of, um, but I wasn't ready yet or, but I'm not ready yet. I'm like, oh gosh. Oh, wow. Man's thought he had more time, time in his life. Well, yeah. Cause like Jimmy basically makes him believe that he's going to live. And it was like, fuck you, Jimmy. Like, you knew he wasn't going to live. No, I know. But like Jimmy's like out for blood and he wasn't going to let anyone stand in his way. Okay. Are you ready to rate this movie? Sure. Okay. Yeah. What is your story rating? Three out of five. Okay. I gave it a two out of five because the plot for you... me was just. Okay. It's was... like we've talked about it a bit more. I'm like, okay, it could be a little bit kinder, but. I thought I was being unkind with my three. I think the two is like, I just didn't agree with the murder ending with it being a plank, a prank. 
And <laughs> not to Dave's fault, but like if he literally just said, I saved a boy, I'd be like, okay, like this is taking a new direction. And it, yeah, but again, it was all about misdirection. Music. Three out of five. 2.5. I don't remember it. I, don't, I gave it I have, three out of five because I don't remember I it either. I have no idea. <laughs> yep. Uh, lots of uh, soundscapes, though. Yes. I remember lots of honking and yes. like driving by a yes. vehicle yes. <laughs> and gunshots. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. Visuals. You get a 3.5 out of five? I gave it a three out of five. I think that. Boston was fine. I don't think it would have been any different if they chose Boston or Toronto because Toronto actually blends in really well with the East Coast. Uh, it was really dark. Yeah. And it was nice. Oh, the old cars that they found in 1975 for those scenes, that was mm -hmm. actually really exciting. Mm -hmm. And early 2000s. The funny thing is nothing really looked dated with their clothing. The cars were all dated. But the, the their clothing all looked the same. But. Yep. And like furniture, the inside of houses, yeah. nothing really. There's just like less tech. Like there's no cell phones or yeah, computers. There's still t TVs and all of that. Which is actually a good point because I kept thinking in my head, I'm like, hey, they're in the 90s. But they weren't in the 90s. It was meant to be 2001 or 2000 because it was 25 years after 1975. Your overall. 6.3. I'm 5 out of 10. IMDb, 7.9. Really? I just think there's a lot of Clint Eastwood lovers. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, the acting's really good. Oh, I'm not going to discredit that. But to me, it's not close to an 8. But this isn't a movie I'm going to really gravitate towards but it's so frustrating because again i read the synopsis and it was like this is the kind of movie i would like but i think it was too long well too long for one thing but the way that everything was revealed and told maybe it just didn't agree with me mm -hmm. i will say this cover makes them look like they're friends there's a lot of things leading up to this where i was like these three are besties like they are covering shit for other people it really bothers me, but it's upside down. Can you flip it the right side up? I didn't even realize that. Okay, this, that's the way it's supposed to be. Them upside down reflection on the lake. Okay, it was very hard for my eyes to figure out what was going on. I didn't realize that I had it upside <laughs> down because there's white on this. And so here. <laughs> but like, this looks like a football uh, cover as well. Like, like with three men looking in the distance. They're all like, they're blacked out. It's just a shadow. But. To I me, think it's trying to be like creepy and eerie, but it does look like a friendship, like three three guys hanging out outside. Yeah, they're not holding hands, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just not. It wasn't what I was expecting. It's also brutal events reconnect them. Jimmy's nineteen year old daughter is coldly murdered. Dave is a suspect, and Sean, now a cop, scrambles to solve the crime before volatile Jimmy takes the law into his own hands. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, do we keep this DVD? No. No. As I mentioned, it is a Rogers. I was quite surprised. It's also a paper DVD. These aren't my favorite. No. And uh, it just, it's a movie. I'm, it's not one I'm recommending to anyone ever. No. I can't believe we got nominated for Best Picture. Like, 2004 must have been a stale-ass year. I wonder what won. 
I think Crash is the one that won. Okay. I think that's the year that Crash won. I'll, we'll find out because in two th- we have Crash. We'll eventually have to watch that one. We are not going to pick next week's DVD because we already have. Mm-hmm. Again, because we are in a time crunch for vacation as I am going away. Next week, we are watching Crazy Rich Asians, which you have seen yes. and I have not seen. Did yeah. you see it in movie theaters? No, I saw it. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not on Netflix anymore, so we have a DVD handoff to do. I think it is my task to watch it tomorrow night or start it and then finish it Thursday, and then I'll have it for here Friday. We are going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow us along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you'd like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.